Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. As always, I want to thank everybody who's been sharing, subscribing, supporting. I appreciate you guys. Um, you know, I just, you know, I'm really grateful for all those who support me. Um, so, uh, I went to Rouge Days this weekend at Memorial Park over there on Jefferson. I had a blast. It was really nice. Um, you know, had me some elephant ears. I tried a funnel cake for the first time. Loved it. Um, you know, I went with the family. It was just, you know, it's always a good time. Um, also yesterday was 9-11, you know, so I always want to remember those who have lost their lives, you know, to 9-11. Um, <clears throat> also I just buried my uncle Raymond Romero this past week as well. Uh, God rest his soul. You know, that's the third uncle I've lost in the past year. So, you know, my family's just been, you know, catching it one after another, but you know, we're still, uh, you know, holding each other down. So, you know, my heart and prayers go out to all those who, who have lost somebody, you know, lost a loved one, you know, to, to, uh, any circumstance. <clears throat> but, uh, today, uh, got a special guest. Definitely, she came to bless the studio with her presence, with her knowledge. She's here to share her journey with us. And uh, her name is Debbie Sanchez, also <laughs> known as the Queen of Lowriders. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Debbie? Tell them, let good, them know who you good, are, what good. it is, and what it ain't. <laughs> and you know I can do that. Um, I, I've, uh, <clears throat> Debbie Sanchez, born and raised in Southwest Detroit. Um, been in the lowrider game for 27 years and counting um making a film queen of the lowriders uh you can go onto youtube and search queen of the lowriders you can see the trailers you see my car i have a 79 regal with hydraulics and um i love what i do and i love who i am that's dope that's dope i see you came dressed to impress yes, you know yes, you came always, with always. the zoot suit on <laughs> yeah. uh, that's yeah, dope yeah. that's dope i yeah, love I got, it i got to represent the culture uh the lowriders <laughs> a lot of people don't understand the lowrider culture they think you know for you over the years it's been you know the lowriders are gangbangers and drug dealers and that's not the case uh we're family people family oriented and we have jobs and you know, spouses and girlfriends and, and children. And, and um, it, the, the lowrider culture is very elite, but it's also very private. A lot That's why a lot of people don't know about the culture that much. But I want the film, when it's done, to show the world who the lowriders are. That's, that's what I want. Yeah. So do you have an actual lowrider club? Or I started uh, Dreams to Reality about 25 years ago, and um, it's kind of dormant right now because I haven't had time to recruit uh, members. I haven't had time to do anything, and my car is down uh, because I, I took it apart and had to redo it because it is from California, and um, it has no interior in it right now. So um, it's a work in progress, but I don't have, you know, I have to work and take care of myself because I don't have the spouse or a significant other to to lean on you know i have to do everything myself so it's, it's going to take a little bit more time but i'll get it it's, even the mechanic work you do on your own oh yeah we can yeah I do. wow that's yeah. crazy who taught My, you how to do that i learned i've been in the automotive industry forever uh, i love cars and i love i don't my producer when he first met me i told him that um i had no problem popping the hood and doing whatever i needed to do to my car and 
uh, he laughed because he saw my nails and he saw my purple hair and uh, <laughs> he was like, she's talking shit. And I was like, no, I'm not. And he got footage um, of me under my car. I was literally underneath it. He got footage. Wow, of that's me. very impressive for yeah. real. Yeah, I don't mind getting dirty. <clears throat> you know more than me, you know? <laughs> you open up that hood, I ain't gonna know what to look at, you know? <laughs> yeah. I might be able to put some windshield wiper fluid up in there, <laughs> pump some gas, but that's about it. You know, we if have I to hear know. a clicking or a grinding, I just turn the radio on. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it is. I always go to my boy, Paul Celadine, man. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my man, Paul, man. You know, that's my handyman. That's my mechanic. I pull up on you, man. I hear a noise. Tell me what it is, man. <laughs> Yeah, my, my lowrider brothers, uh, they helped me, you know, we all get together and we just talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago at one of the shows and we were going to try to get the, the lowrider family together over the winter, you know, because we're dormant and like do somebody's garage a week you know and go work on the cars together you oh, know as one okay. so that's i think that that's where we're going to try to implement uh you know after the season's done because our season's done because of the cold usually in october you know the end of october towards middle to the end of october and then it starts up again in april may uh you know the following you know and when it comes spring so we've got a few months to be doing nothing but working on the cars well, that's a good idea. You know, mm -hmm. teamwork makes the dream work. Right, right, and, right. Uh, I, you know, I guess it's just really never ending because, you know, you're always adding. You're always yeah. <clears throat> um, improving your yeah. cars, you know, your engines, your performance, your, uh, you know, just, you know, the interior, the exterior, mm -hmm. paint jobs, designs. Right. Like, there's so much time, work, and energy that goes into the stuff. You know what I mean? Like... I personally like never uh you know had a low rider but I've been in a couple mm -hmm. and it's cool you know yeah. it's cool I like it it is um, it's, it's I just different. I just never really understood how low riders could function in Detroit with all the potholes that we got in here low and slow you got you got you got to ride be low and slow because I'm like man you know <laughs> you, we I mean literally our potholes are like ditches around here you know you better know where the where the potholes are in the hood cuz if not your shit gonna be leaning. It's not because it got hydraulics either. <laughs> right. right, right, yeah. The the low riders are. Uh, they do. You know, when we cruise, like um, every Friday, all summer long, we've been meeting in Southwest uh, on Friday night. It's called Friday Night Flex, and it was started by uh, Ruben. I'm not gonna say his last name because I can't. I don't. His name is like really long, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he pronounced it for me, and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. But um, he's here from. He's in the military, and he um, low, was low riding out in uh, San Diego, I think he said, and is where he's from. And uh, he's been doing it since he was young, and he's got a beastly rose. So it's a '66 Impala. And it's beautiful. He's won awards for it here, and uh, but it, it, it breaks all the time. Lowriders break all the time. They do no, not. I bet. Yeah, I mean, there's something wrong all the time, and they're never done. You always invest money. Uh, you think uh, one of my friends asked when we first when I first got my car from California. Um, one of my friends asked another friend of mine. You know what? You know how much am I going to be coming out of this? And they say keep your wallet open because you're never done. Never done. Yeah, def I mean, cars in general are like that, mm -hmm. but more so when you when you customize and personalize your mm -hmm. cars, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you're definitely going to come out of pocket for that stuff. But right. they do some awesome work. I've seen some awesome airbrushing, like just going mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, lowrider shows. I remember I went to the uh, to the DIA mm -hmm. oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, they had a lowrider show 
and uh it was outside it was sweet but just mm-hmm. seeing all the interior the creativity mm-hmm. like it's really dope i love it so where did the low rider culture start where did it begin i'm, I'm gonna assume it started in cali yeah it did mm-hmm. um because I'm, I'm making the film and because i've been so invested in and part of the culture for so many years i've done a lot of research on it so that when i speak about it somebody will say oh i don't believe her and they'll google it and look it up and it's fact so I, I've done a lot of research. We, I traced it back to um, early to mid-30s, and they used to put um, sandbags in the, in, we call them bombs, like in the 40s, 30s, 40s, 1940s car. Um, they could, some people call them bubble cars. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, bombers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, know yeah what you're talking yeah. about, and the bomberos. Yeah, we call them bombas. <laughs> bombas, bombas, that's what yeah, bombas. Yeah. Bomberos are <laughs> firemen. <laughs> The bombas, yeah, bombas, you right. Yeah. And uh, they used to put sandbags to lower them, you know, and that was before hydraulics uh, were in play. And uh, there, there's a thing called the Zoot Suit Riots. Um, people need to research that and, and read up on the Zoot Suit Riots because there were sacrifices made for this culture. The servicemen were making fun of the Chicanos, you know, their cars and the way they dressed in the Zoot Suits and their women, the way they dressed and... There was riots over in San Diego um, back in the 40s uh, for the culture, and, and some of the Chicanos lost their lives defending what they believed in. So there, it's it's the lowrider culture is very it's got a rich history, and um, I think people more people need to research it and and learn what it is and what sacrifices were made for it. You know, because you cannot buy somebody else's build. You know, you buy a lowrider already put together and that makes you a lowrider that doesn't the blood sweat and tears and the money and the sleepless nights all night in the garage that's what makes you a lowrider okay so it's a commitment yes it's a commitment it's a lifestyle yep. it's a it's, it's a, culture, a passion it's a passion you know, yeah. it's all that good stuff and mm-hmm. it has taken a life of its own and yes. it, it pretty much re- lowrider life has pretty me pretty much reached every part you know of the states even of the world you know oh, the sure world yeah internationally yeah. You know, there's people a little bit of everywhere who embrace the lowrider culture. Mm-hmm, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of lowriders around the world on my social media. And, you know, when I go out to shows and I do my live feeds, they get to see the culture mm-hmm. here. And that's, I, I love that, you know, because I, I see that they're liking it and they're, they're watching it. And they see what we do here, which is awesome. <clears throat> no, no, no doubt. I, I love it because, you know, um, it took a while for for the culture to really catch up to Detroit. Cause you know, I used to live in, in East Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I used to live in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was already exposed to all the cultural practices. Mm-hmm. I mean, from selling paletas to elotes, to taco trucks, to low riders, like, mm-hmm. and I was always wondered like, why, how come, you know, it's not in Detroit like that? How come we're not practicing the culture? And then I went away for 17 years and then I come back mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's here. Everything mm-hmm. is here. Yeah. And I was so happy. And I was so proud, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, Detroit, Detroit has always been influenced by black culture and black people. You know, their mm-hmm. 
predominant in Detroit and, you know, in Southwest, you know, mm -hmm. we embrace, you know, the black culture, the black people, you know, we're a melting pot, you know, right. but it was just nice, though. It, it is nice, you know, to really see, you know, our our younger generation being more educated to, you know, Latino and Mexican culture mm -hmm. and, you know, understanding the history, the art that mm -hmm. comes with it, the art that tells the story mm -hmm. of our ancestors and just the history of, you know, all that type of stuff, man. So, yeah. And, and but this is what I like about the lowrider culture. It's very diverse. There's all everybody that wants to, you know, can afford it because it's expensive. But, um, you know, that they they it doesn't matter what color your skin is, as long as you ride, you know, you love what you do. You, you know, you love the culture and we're all one, you know, even the women. Uh, there's very few women that do this. Um, that's why we're making the film Queen of the Lowriders, because um, it's going to show the culture and it's going to show the women's role in the culture that's that's dope thanks because you know most men you know mm -hmm. uh when i was on the inside you know i that's how i entertained myself i looked at lowrider magazines i i loved it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but really <clears throat> the part that the women played were you know posing in front of the cars mm -hmm. and and all that type of stuff so you think that that's the woman's role in the lowrider life <laughs> no but not. clearly it's not. No. You know what I'm saying? There's only about three women here. Myself, my daughter, Olivia, and April. Uh, they April has a, I want to say a 79 El Camino. Olivia has a 55 Bel Air, and I have the 79 Regal. Uh, in the state of Michigan, we're probably the only three. You can count. That Bel Air, is that the one that you guys brought to the DHDC? Yeah, the, the black Man, and white that one. that boy is yeah. nice. Her car is beautiful. I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that boy is nice. Yeah, April just got hers out of paint, and hers is real nice. It's pink, and you know she's got patterns on it. And uh, it, her daughter has autism, and she put a you know something about autism on the back of it. I and, seen uh, which that. Is, yeah. yeah, I seen that. Yeah, I thought that good. was great. Yeah, you know? yeah, because she's she support her daughter's awesome. Um, you know she she graduated and she's got a job and she has autism and she's doing great. So you've passed on this culture to your to your daughters to your family they yeah, embrace they grew up it they it. grew yeah. up with it yeah. they love it no that's dope mm -hmm. that's dope like i love where women are today in life man like mm -hmm. they have evolved so much like they demanded equality mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and they got it you know women are in charge they running things they doing things you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and uh you know i love it i'm embracing it i was mm -hmm. raised by a single mother yep. i've always had the utmost respect you know for women mm -hmm. you know and um i just love to see you know them uh, taking their place in this world, you know. Thank what I'm you. Saying? Yeah, that's great. And yeah. uh, you know, it's it's very empowering. It's very inspiring. And 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 I love that you know that you you know the each one teach one theory. You passing it on, mm -hmm. you know, generational, you know, to your family because you know for so many you know years, you know, for so many generations, the only thing that we've ever passed on on to our kids was you know baggage of trauma and headaches and mm -hmm. stress and. You know all the all the shit that comes with living in the neighborhood. You know, yeah. and violence, domestic violence, and sex abuse, and drug abuse, and mm -hmm. alcohol abuse, and you know, life abuse, just everything. You right, know, we right. grow up like hound dogs. You know what I mean? But you know, it's just it's just nice to see everybody thrive. And even Southwest Fest. You know, I talk about it with a lot of friends of mine who are my age that grew up in the eighties and nineties. And they're so amazed because they're like, we never would have been able to do this, you know, growing up in mm -hmm. the 80s, 90s to see that kind of unity and support and diversity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because, mm -hmm. you know, we tried to, you know, we had our little carnivals, festivals at Clark Park, Holy mm -hmm. Redeemer, uh, Heart Plaza. And, you know, all those privileges were taken because 
we didn't know how to act. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, right. You know, it was always everything was gang related. We was always there looking for trouble, looking for, you know, beefing with other gangs and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. now it's like you have so many people that are creative, they're selling, they're creating, they're painting, they're mm-hmm. rendering, they're entertaining, they're singing, they're dancing, they're rapping. I'm like, oh man, like this is beautiful. Like I've never been more proud of my community than I am today. Yes, 100%. You know? and, and not only that, but you know, coming from, you know, after 17 years of being in prison, coming home and, you know, being able to just fall right in line with everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, even at my age, you know, like, like they respect me, they embrace me, they yes. accept me they invite me they support mm-hmm. me and you know vice versa that's awesome mm-hmm. and see i did that like there's a lot of uh young people that i kind of took under my wing um all the years that i've been low riding in southwest you know they were interested in bikes and there was this one uh bike club um they were pretty strong they they had a lot of members a royalty bike club back in the day um and one of them is Tony Lopez and Lalo. They're, they own Lopez Tire now. And, you know, they're all grown up and married with kids. And I've watched these kids, and I, I tried to keep them close, you know, when we were out at shows or, you know, we rode in parades in Southwest, 4th of July, Cinco de Mayo. Um, I get, Come on, get your bike and come ride next to the lowriders, you know, because I wanted these kids with me as opposed to being off on the street in the streets doing stuff they don't need to be doing and mm-hmm. i used to hold break dance competitions back in the day and um i just found out recently that i'm a legend in the b-boy community and i didn't know that okay then. <laughs> I didn't yep. know that. but um i just loved i love the community and i love our my children the children they're mine they were always mine even though they're grown up they'll always be mine um and i you know my house they were always at my house and never judge them you know i just i'm not gonna let you get away with nothing but mm-hmm. um you know i wanted them to embrace the culture our our culture and um be proud of who you are and ride with the lowriders and they did they did over the years and you know parades and stuff uh we used to have they used to have something um at heart plaza back in the day for the festivals you know and we had the bikes there so I, I just ran into a friend of mine, uh, Tom from River Rouge. He uh, he has a low rider. And yeah, he said Tom, they actually yeah. had a low rider show over there on Jefferson mm-hmm. on Sunday, I believe, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate that I missed it, but mm-hmm. I catch him a lot. A lot sometimes uh, when I'm working with Seaspire in Greek Town, I see him coming through with his low rider. You mm-hmm. know yeah, I mean? Tom. I've known Tom for a long time. <clears throat> He's a good guy. So my cousin Javi, like the first time I was up close and personal with like an actual lowrider bike, my my cousin Javi, uh, he used to work at a lowrider shop. It used to be right there on like Michigan and Cecil next to yeah, Church's lowrider Chicken. Boulevard, lowrider yeah, Boulevard, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, he used to work there, got himself a lowrider bike. I thought mm-hmm. it was the coolest stuff in the world. Yeah, there the lowriders used to be big in Southwest. Southwest has always been the hub for the lowriders. I I don't know why. Um, but it always has been. I've heard people refer to Southwest as Little LA. I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, the low, there was a lot of car clubs back in the day. There was Dreams. There was um, La Buena Vida. Outcast. Outca- Outcast, yeah. And uh, there was um, Stereotype. And because they used to have a shop right there in Lawndale and Verner where they installed hydraulics and stuff. And, okay. Uh, and it was funny because we used to live. I used to live on Woodmere and Sharon. And um, 
when we, there was a show or something, everybody <clears throat> meet at my house and we shut the block down. There was low riders, low rider bikes everywhere, you know, and it, it was those were the days, man. Those were the days. So I know they're times. developing uh, in front of the train station at Park. But prior to them, like fencing everything off so they could work on a park, like I had recently seen, like multiple mm -hmm. lowrider cars, like yeah, lined they, up it, a, a, along that way. Yeah, that was where Friday Night Flex was. That and then they shut okay. it down. What you know, they called? started Cork doing and Gable, that place on the corner, Cork and Gable. Yeah, and yeah. they shut it down because they had to redo the streets and stuff. So then we moved it to, um, you know, by the the um, Welcome Center on Bagley. Behind it, behind the Secretary of State. Oh, okay, behind the Secretary yeah. of State. Yeah. And uh, we moved it over there. Reuben and Olivia did. And uh, then they got, uh, now I think they're going to move it to, we only got a few weeks left anyway uh, for this year for Friday Night Flex because it's going to get cold. Um, they're going to move it to Military and West Verner. There's a good taco truck there. And by E&L, we can do park in E&L's parking lot because they're closed. So... The lowriders can park there, so I think that's where they're going to do it. I'm not, I'm not 100, percent but that's what I'm the the vibe is. That's so cool, and and honestly, like um, exploring even in the neighborhood today to see like all these <clears throat> beautiful murals. Oh yeah, that are all over the neighborhood, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. And ENL has very beautiful murals, you know, on their building. Is is that their building? That's in their parking lot, I know, but I don't know. I if think that's the, building the building is like a bakery or something. Yeah, Hacienda <clears throat> or Tortilla, I don't know. But all throughout the whole neighborhood, man. I, I especially love the one that's right there on like Junction and and just before Werner. It's like it it shows the Mexican with the heart. He's got his heart oh, yeah. and you can see it through his shirt. Like yep. I just love it, man. There's you know? one with a couple of low riders from the neighborhood uh on Central Inverna. Oh, I see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. that is really dope. Right yeah. next to the gas station. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, there. I just met this lady yesterday. I was in um, Novi at a uh, Good Times uh, car show, and um, they did a nice show. They had good food, and it was it was really really a nice show. Um, except the rain got us, <laughs> and uh, I met this lady, uh, Jennifer. Beagle, I think is her last name. She was said she was riding by. I saw her taking pictures of the lowriders, and I said, you know, I thought she was working for a, a magazine or a paper or something. And I asked her, I said, who are you taking pictures for? And she said, um, oh, I'm a freelance photographer. And she said, I'm from SoCal. And she said, me and my husband or boyfriend were passing by, and I saw the lowriders here, and I told him to take me home and get my, so I could get my camera. She said, I, since I've been here. I have never seen that many lowriders in one place. So she was living it up. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she was happy. And I told her, I said, I'll show you more. <laughs> Shout out to my man, Carlos Cabrera and the Hustling Tattoo. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, they got, they he got his, his thing going. I've yeah. seen a couple of his lowriders. We were in a, um, Ober Roland and uh, Sada Baby video in Del Rey, and he brought the whole squad out with mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So it was nice seeing all them lowriders in there. Um, I'm still yet to see a... a a low rider taco truck and a <laughs> low rider ice cream truck, you know. Yeah. So I'll be waiting on that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and see, this is the thing too. Um, when people, the very few people that do know about low riders, they always refer to the West Coast, and that's fine because that's the motherland. That's where it started. Mm -hmm. um, but the low rider culture is alive and well in Michigan and in the entire Midwest, and it's bigger than people think. 
It really yeah. is. Carlos just mentioned that they were in Pontiac recently, and I know you talked about either they are or they're going to Jackson. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, Jackson, we're supposed Michigan. to go to Jackson. And uh, if you lowriders are listening, uh, get your stuff ready for Jackson on Saturday. Um, this girl, uh, <clears throat> somebody found my website in Jackson, and they contacted me through my website, and uh, they told they were told that I was the one to get the lowriders there because they're doing their first first latin festival on september 17th wow in jackson in jackson i, yeah. I, I mean I've, I've been to jackson because i've been to like three prisons in jackson <laughs> you know that doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> you weren't in jackson you were living in jackson yeah, yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> i yeah, lived she, in a uh, thug mansion that's where i was staying at yeah, I talked to this lady. But I didn't know if they had a Latino uh, population out there. Though. They mm-hmm. do, from what I'm understanding. I don't know how big it is, but I guess we'll find out. Uh, you know, they wanted to accommodate the lowrider culture. Uh, you know, the lowriders, if the lowriders come, they wanted to make it worth their while. You know, they want to provide food for them. And they said, uh, they. I was talking to this man via email, uh, but he said, you know, some kind of awards. I said, well, the lowriders like trophies. And uh he said, yeah, we can do that. And they asked the categories. And I said, just do people's choice and kids' choice, you know. And that way it's honest. And, and uh, mm-hmm. because these people don't know where lo- what they're looking for as detailed as, as judges do. So, um, you know, it would be easier for them to, uh, hey, I like this car. And, you know, that's my favorite. And, you know, it to me it's more fair that way. So how do they vote, like? How, like how would you vote for a car? Do you guys have boxes? Well, they would. They, <clears throat> no, they would. Uh, like everyone would get a registration uh, form, you know, and okay. the number would be, you know, they would give them a number, and then they whoever votes, they would write down the number of the car, you know, that that little paper, you know, they would write down the number, and you know, like say if your car was there and it was number two, then they would vote number two. You know, they mm-hmm. would have no idea who you are. They just like your car. Oh, okay. And kids' choice is the same way. You know, they, you know, whichever one they, oh, they probably, depending on the age of the kids, they would probably do, well, I like that red one, or I like that white one, or, you know, something like that. So, do you guys get involved in the auto show? We did, um, I did, actually. I met this guy from the Autorama in 2018, and he asked me if I would be interested in hosting an event there. And I did, uh, 2019, um, the end of February, March, early March. It was the first annual Lowrider Invitational Exhibit in the Autorama. And um, we, uh, 20 of my Lowrider family came, my brothers came out and posted up. And we got national attention on that event. Um, we got me- mega media coverage on it uh, because... Low, uh, the Autorama is a hot rod show, and um, the lowriders have been there over the years, but they've never been—they've never had an exhibit for the, just the lowriders. Okay. And no woman had ever hosted it, so I kind of made history. That's dope. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so they—I found out like a year later uh, that USA Today did a story on the event, and I had no idea. Wow, for real? Yeah. Wow, that's great. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And Do you have a copy of the article? My daughter does, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's been saving all the, the stuff. Uh, Metro the, uh, Metro Times did a full-page story on it, the event. That's part of your legacy. Yeah, and uh, my Make daughter... portfolio. Yeah, my daughter's keeping track of all the, the media coverage and stuff, you know, and uh, to have it for me, you know, when... Um, you know, because I've got, I've got things that I'm doing, and, um, you know, I, I just... 
everything that I do is for the lowrider community. You know, it's not mm-hmm. for me personally. I'm not here to talk. I, I talk about the culture because that's that's what I love. I love the culture. And mm-hmm. um, I can't wait to get my car done uh, so that I can be out with them the right way. You know, but I still go and support regardless, and I always have. And, and I, I know you show lots of love to the DHDC. Mm-hmm. I love the you DHDC. Through, you make a lot of, you know, con- contributions, donations, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, for the kids. And, uh, you know, we, we definitely appreciate that. And, Thank you. And so do they. You know, you have a very kind heart. Like, Thank you, you know, from the minute I posted, you know, uh, on my story on Facebook, you know, about, you know, the flyer for you, uh, you know, being my guest on the podcast. Like, I got so many positive feedback like everybody was like oh man she's an og she's a real one like i can't wait i'm gonna tune in you know thank and all you. that good stuff so thank you, you know, it's, it's it's nice you know to see that and you know to see you know a woman you know mm-hmm. taking care of her business mm-hmm. and 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 you know because i mean back in the days you know i mean it was it was it was a man's world yeah you yeah. know and, and low riders and all you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. so it's just nice to know that you can roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty right with the best of them. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Who introduced you to the to the lowrider culture? Like how did you get into cars? And well, all I've all my stuff? my my dad, you know, retired from General Motors and um, you know, we've always been car people, my family and then um I've always known about lowriders, but, you know, life happened. Um, got married, had kids, got divorced, got remarried, and finished raising my kids, my daughters, and then my husband died. And um, my my husband was not a lowrider, but he supported what I did. You know, he never, he went to shows with me sometimes, and if he didn't want to go, he never stopped me from going. And he actually bought me my first lowrider, and then... Um, you know, he passed away seven years ago, and <clears throat> I don't have, um, you know, Sorry, like I said, thanks. I don't have that support system anymore, but I'm going to do it on my own, and I'm going to be okay. I know I will. Well, you got your daughters. They got your back. They're yeah. there for you, and you have mm-hmm. a community of people who care about you, who see you, and, you know, who support you and mm-hmm. admire you. And, thanks. You know, you just don't know how many people you actually inspire. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah. I do it for love, you know, because... The culture is so misunderstood and, you know, sometimes I have to get kind of rough, you know, and and get abrasive, but it's to keep my respect and for people to understand the, you're either going to, you're either going to low ride or you're not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the way that it should be. You you don't need to be flying around all over and, you know, doing all this stuff. You know, it's, the culture is low and slow. And the reason that we do low and slow is so people can admire. And I've had people over the years, you know, well, what do you get out of it? When I pull up to a light, you're next to me and you got your truck, you know, and I got the low rider and I hit the switch, all eyes on me, correct? Yeah, definitely. So that's what I get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I get I get attention. The low riders get attention wherever they go. They could be driving wherever they like to go downtown like after flex they'll go downtown and cruise and people just stop they pull out their phones they draw attention wherever they go you know because they're beautiful cars there's a lot of hard work put into them and dedication and that's all that they get out of it you know is is the attention and it's that's that's really and the all it airbrushing is. jobs the paint jobs mm-hmm. on the car the flakes the everything mm-hmm. i'm like there's so many layers of creativity that's mm-hmm. invested in some of these low rider cars and mm-hmm. uh my boy javi he just bought a he bought a low rider car and 
He's already dumping money into that thing, like you said. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a, a money. It's a, it's a cash, <laughs> a cash uh, 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 tub. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you got it, I've had. Mm. We've talked to people at shows and stuff, and they were like, "How I much?" I think he realized <laughs> what he was getting himself that money pit he was getting into. <laughs> I mean, we've talked to people at shows and stuff, and they come up, you know, admiring the cars, and well, how much does it cost to get a low rider? Uh, if you got to ask, you don't need to, because <laughs> <laughs> there is no price on it. There is no price on it. it it's just. You got. It's gonna cost you money. And <laughs> how many? How many low? How many low rider guys actually do their own work, or do they have mechanics that do it? No, they all do their own work. For, uh, or work. like if there's something that they don't know, or there's something that they got stuck on, they'll call call one of the other low riders, and they'll come. And they all work together. That's this is what I mean by you know we're all one because you know I can call any of my lowrider brothers and say hey I need I want to start working on a regal you know let's do this and they'll be over there and there's never any money exchanged mm-hmm. you know I'm not we don't pay each other for helping we're family you know what I mean and that's what I love about this culture. Okay, shout out to my man Paul Inman. He's out there in Arizona. He's part of a. Uh, He's part of a lowrider club too, Maricopa, I think Maricopa something. Okay. But uh, yeah, he does his thing too. He's into the lowriders. He's mm-hmm. like the only white guy in the whole crew. You know. What I'm <laughs> but saying? see, no, but, but that's that's he that's blends it. right yeah. in at the same time. Yeah, you know? there's there's black guys mm-hmm. that have lowriders. There's there's white guys that have lowriders. There's Arabic guys that have lowriders. There, I mean, it I doesn't have yet matter. Yet to see an Arabic guy in the. Oh, uh, there's one. Yeah, there's one. He was just there yesterday. His name is Faraz, and everybody calls him Twenty. He's with Majestic. Car club, and he's got a '63 Impala, red red rims, everything, and he was uh, gas hopping down uh, whatever road we were on yesterday. So yeah, but he we don't look at that, you know. We're all, you know, just brothers and sisters. That's what we are. Mm -hmm. When we go out to shows, you know the. You know, everybody cooks. You come and eat. You know, and it's not like, oh, I just brought this for my family. We brought it for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you want a beer? Okay. <laughs> you know, so it's it's just the community is is so uh, it, it it's so uh, virgin. So I, you know, I mean, nobody knows about it. Nobody. It's it's an untouched culture. How, how hard or easy is it for people to be committed? you know to the lowrider lifestyle and what is the criteria or the requirement for somebody to join a lowrider club well there's a lot of solo riders and there's clubs every club has different criteria uh like some of the bigger car clubs uh the worldwide ones have you got to have all chrome undies you know that means everything under on the undercarriage is chrome you know and if it's not if everything is not chrome you can't be part of the club Wow. There's certain clubs that uh, will not let you put a plaque in the, you know, with the club. You know, you won't get plaqued if it's a Ford. I mean, there's just, it depends on the club, you know. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. And there's some car clubs that will not allow women in the in the clubs either. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, Have you ever been denied? I that's why I started Dreams because I didn't like the politics of clubs. Mm-hmm. Dreams to Reality. I started it 25 years ago. I founded it, and um, like I said, it's a little bit dormant right now because I didn't have time to get out and recruit uh, and and build it back up. But uh, I I don't like the politics because I figured it like this: it's my car. I'm going to pay for what I'm going to pay for, and I don't want anybody telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's why I did it. 
that's fine. People telling you what to do and how, what you can do with your car and how you're going to do it, that's fine for whomever. But for me, it was not, you know, and, and I don't, I will never criticize or look down on anyone for doing their thing. It, it's just I'm speaking on, on myself. I didn't like the politics of clubs, so I started my own. And you didn't have to have hydraulics to come in my club. You, as long as your car was nice and you liked to ride and parades and stuff, that was good enough for me. Okay, that's mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. When's the last parade that you guys have been been to? We haven't been to a parade for a while. I haven't. Uh, okay. I haven't been to a parade for a while because there's really not the single in Mayo. You know, they'll post up somewhere, but it's too long. Uh, no, actually, I rode in the single in Mayo parade couple years ago um with one of the low riders and uh it was long and hot and uh the, the old schools can't handle that this year's Cinco de Mile was the absolute most amazing uh Cinco de Mile parade I had ever seen on Werner there were so I mean the whole community came out mm -hmm. I mean from beginning to end we were over there on Werner and Mullane and we went all the way to I think West Grand Boulevard mm -hmm. and Werner and I mean that that it people were lined up me and my brother my, me and my family we were in the parade I was of course promoting my podcast we had ceasefire there my brother had the LA landscaping my sister-in-law had a uh, babe cave down river and I mean and then we brought our fans uh friends Danny Reyna they brought all their construction equipment on big trailers like <laughs> That's it was cool. just amazing and just to see like Everybody out there having fun, just mm -hmm. united, supporting, happy. I was like, man, that was. I I almost got emotional. You know what I'm saying? Just because I had never seen it like that before. Well, see, a lot of these people from Southwest, you know, they 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 don't have a lot, and something like that is they really look forward mm -hmm. to it, and um, because they can't go to other places or they don't want to go to other places you know look at parades and it's in the neighborhood and it's a big deal to them so they're going to come out and they always have single the miles mm -hmm. always been a big parade in southwest and, and you know our, our community you know we come from an, an undocumented population so mm -hmm. you know a lot of our people you know they don't get out much you know what i'm saying they move in the shadows stay out mm -hmm. of the way you know they work and they go home and take care of their families so, you know, for them to be able to get out and support, you know, it had to have some meaning, some purpose right. for them, you know, because every time, you know, people who are undocumented, they go outside and leave mm -hmm. their house. You know, they're taking a risk, even just going to the doctor's office or going to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. They're taking a risk. You yep. know what I'm saying? All 100%. it takes is, you know, one bad turn, uh, not using your turn signal or mm -hmm. just a car accident, anything that can happen and change your life. Yes. You know, they you know, my when I came home, my aunt and uncle were deported and all my cousins were left behind to fend for themselves. You know, that's so, sad. you know, but but clearly, you know, that day. um you know everybody was standing tall everybody was very supportive mm -hmm. and you just seen the joy in everybody and it just felt so good it was so powerful and it was just so beautiful mm -hmm. i was so proud to be a part of it yeah that's awesome so what part of the neighborhood did you grow up at debbie everywhere oh my gosh uh growing up i moved my mom moved a lot and but i was uh right on woodmere and sharon for like 25 years and okay. uh, i was there with my husband and that's where everybody went you know to my house and um i used to teach the quinceanera waltz and 
Uh, some of the kids would be dropped off at my house and ride with me to practice. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it. I used to do that. And um, I love the kids. I mean, I always have. And I, I try to get – the reason I did the breakdance competitions was because I wanted to bring the breakdancers and the lowriders together because Were they belong to – No. <laughs> you wasn't pop-locking no. or nothing? No. I Shout just, out uh, to the Motor City Street <laughs> Dance Academy. Yeah. The boys, they be doing their thing. Yeah. Um, that's he actually Mav was the one that I went to a cipher and he brought me out, called me out, and you know when the break dance these new generation of break dancers came out, you know when they took a break, and he introduced me, and these young people knew who I was because of what I did back in the day, and thank you for supporting the call the cause back in the day, and I was like, well, you know Comcast came out and did an interview. Uh, about the elemental breakdown and um you know because we brought all the elements of hip-hop together at 22 years ago and that was the biggest event that i did and we got a lot of coverage on that and there was no social media at that time so okay. it was a good thing you know it was a really good thing and i loved you know i love the break dancers i, I love the music uh, i like to you know I like to go to cyphers and just watch them you know it's it's I could never do that. <laughs> they they're amazing. These young people are so amazing when they break dance. I love it. And the music is like like no other, you know, it yeah, really is. Yeah, I mean they come up to the DHDC, they mm-hmm. they work with the youth, show the youth, you know, mm-hmm. all kinds of dance moves mm-hmm. and you know, uh it, it's just it's really nice, you know yeah. what I'm saying, to see people being uh proactive in investing in, in the youth. Mm-hmm. You know, they are the future and yes, then teaching them things that are positive. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. me growing up, everybody was teaching me how to weight coke, snort coke, break down pounds of weed and uh, g- give me guns and every you know, that's what they was teaching me, you know. Right. And uh so it's nice just to see that, you know, our, our people, you know, are are changing, you know, this the the uh what do you call it? Not the scenario, but the uh the narrative yes there we go the narrative mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. and uh and it just makes the community and the culture that much more beautiful oh, 100 you know yeah. because mm-hmm. there was such a blemish on our community mm-hmm. and our people and our culture for so long yes you know mm-hmm. but eventually you know it has just thrived Yes. You know, and it's continuously thriving mm-hmm. and it's continuously multiplying and spreading. And and I always thought that networking was going to be able to take us to the next level. So many people from Detroit never dealt with anybody outside of Detroit. Right. And now you're networking with Holland, Muskegon, Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. with Flint, with Pontiac, with Saginaw, with Bay City, like... You know that's that's what it's really about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And honestly, the lowrider culture is big in Saginaw. It's big in Flint. Mm-hmm. It's big in Holland. Um, there's there's the lowrider culture is is you have no idea how big it is. You have no idea. It, it's huge. If we could get all the lowriders like in a stadium somewhere from the state of Michigan, you'd be blown away. You'd be I blown think away. We can. You know, it's a thought the way that things are today. And we got so many people, you know, uh, who are in political positions, Mm -hmm. you know, from our community who were born, who were raised. We got people like um, David Sanchez. We got people like Hector Santiago, Eva Torres, 
uh, Gabriela Santiago Romero. Like, mm-hmm. I am so proud, you know, that all these people are in a position speaking on behalf of the needs and the wants mm-hmm. of the population in our community, the Latino people, like all that good stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, uh, like I said, the lowriders, they would fill a stadium here in Michigan, the culture. It would. And if we could make that happen, we need to do that. That would be dope. I'm telling you, man, we're not <laughs> far from it, you know. Get them all from the state of Michigan to come down and, and uh, you know, for this, this event. I think it would be good. Mm-hmm. It would be good. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, now I really believe that, you know, all things are possible just because, you know, we don't have to do it by ourselves anymore. You right. Know, we got people who are, you know, supportive now. We have people who are in the right positions, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, who can put us and, you know, and help us fulfill our mission and our vision. Right. I agree. Mm -hmm. I've been telling uh, my engineer, Brian Ruiz, that uh, I want to put a talent show together, you Mm -hmm. know, like, Mm -hmm. um, I just think that we need that Mm -hmm. because we have so much talent in so many different levels, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh you know lowriders is just is one of them Mm -hmm. you know is one of the elements to our culture Mm -hmm. and you know the creativity that um that we that we practice and we display uh in in everyday life yeah martina guzman she i don't know what she does now but she used to work when i met her few years ago she was with uh, wdet and they did a piece on rolling canvases and she came to Southwest and talked to Victor Villalobos, which I've known Victor for a long time. Um, he actually started the uh, Blessing of the Lowriders back in the day. And um, What was his name? Victor Villalobos. That's my son's name. Is it? Victor Villalobos. Oh, no, his name's Victor Nino. My bad. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> and uh, so, anyway, he... Uh, you know that martina was asking uh you know where the ladies you know where the women are and and she you know it was victor said this is how the name of the film got to be victor said there's only one and uh she's the queen as debbie sanchez so Mm -hmm. he put me in touch with her and um she came and did an interview with me and and uh she said i could listen to your stories all day and she was so nice and um you know did the, the interview was very good and uh, she said, you should write a book. I said, about what? <laughs> she said, your life, your story, you know? And I was like, okay. <laughs> but um, I didn't look at it like that. You know, I just, I, like I said, I love who I am and I love what I do. And, and um, she, that's how Queen of the Lowriders came was from her and, and Victor. And okay. I did not give myself that name. <laughs> so what was life like growing up for you? What were your parents like? What is it that they taught you? You know, on this show, I always ask people, you know, to share a part of their journey. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly, past, present, future, you know. And, um, you know, it's not always easy for everybody to share. But for me, it's always been about educational purposes because mm-hmm. you never know when your story could be somebody else's, you know, guidance, you know, for you know, they could be going through something and just lost, might not have anybody to turn to, but they're watching the El Nino podcast. They want to hear your story. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden a light bulb comes on because of something that you shared, you know? Well, I grew up with a, a single mom and uh, it was just me and my two sisters and we didn't have a lot. And um, I was kind of the black sheep of the family, so to say. Um, I didn't do anything bad, but I just... 
I didn't want to, you know, like adhere to because my mom was kind of strict and I, it, I just always fought her on it. And um, I think I've been a rebel all my life and uh, <laughs> still do it. And uh, I just, you know, I didn't, uh, it w- was good. It was good, but it, you know, growing up without a father was not good, you know, and it was difficult. And what happened to your father, if you don't mind me asking? He, um, I don't know. I, I don't know the whole story on it. Um, I knew who he was, but he was never around. And um, my mom raised us by herself. You know, she worked okay. and did waitress work. And um, she she worked hard. And um, we, we didn't have a lot, but our house was clean. We had nice clothes. And, um, you know, I, I vowed that when I started having my own kids that I was going to change a lot of things so that my my daughters would have more than I did and so that was the goal you know to for them to have more than I did do you have grandkids mm-hmm. you have three three daughters and three granddaughters okay yeah so you got a lot of women <laughs> yeah a lot of estrogen a lot of, a lot of female warriors <laughs> yeah that's dope yeah, Olivia, the you one guys with the keep the world turning. That's for sure. <laughs> Olivia, my daughter, that's uh, you know, with the um, the be- she's the she's the one that has the Bel Air. Uh, Monica, my oldest one, she just had brain surgery, and we're doing a fundraiser for her actually at DHDC on the twenty fifth. Okay. Because she's struggling, you know, and and we want to help her. And um, what happened? She keep get kept getting. Uh, she has a disease called hydrocephalus. And she keeps getting uh, water keeps accumulating in her brain. Wow. So they had to go in and put a tube in there and a shunt so that the water will, uh, when it starts accumulating, it'll automatically drain into her stomach. Mm. Yeah, so she's uh, been dealing with that. And, um, yeah, we're going to keep her in our prayers. Thank man. you. Thank you. Uh, she's her. her scary. Yeah. Her main goal, Monica's main goal, is she wants to buy a 70 Cadillac and juice it and ride. <laughs> with me and olivia <laughs> that's what she wants to do she's always wanted the 70 cadillac and she wants to put hydraulics on it and uh i told her i said me and you and olivia ride mother and two daughters that's going to go viral <laughs> what are some of the lessons that your mother taught you that stuck with you that you actually practice to today is your mother still with us no okay no she's been gone for a while okay um i don't know she like m- my mom she worked hard, and she didn't. Uh, she did waitress work, and she was tired. I used to clean house, you know, make sure the house was clean, and mm-hmm. um, keep everybody quiet, you know, so she could sleep when she came home, because she started at like five in the morning, and uh, I guess that's what she taught me was responsibility and, um, you know, just to be disciplined, you know. Mm-hmm. I would say that. Did you ever do waitress work? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure did. That is not an easy job. No. Not an easy job. No. My wife, you know, her, my stepdaughter, my sister-in-law, they all work at the at the airport. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell you what, man. I it, And my wife, she don't even write nothing down. She memorizes everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even do nothing like that. You said minus onions and what? And who? <laughs> mustard and ketchup? What? <laughs> Your whole order be messed up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I did it for a while, but that I knew that that's not what I wanted to do because I saw my mom. You know, her feet were always tired, and you know, from standing on them all day. Mm-hmm. I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do, but I did do it. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. That wasn't my life. It was my mom's, but it wasn't my life. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, our parents always wanted want better for us. You mm-hmm. know, they do what they need to do. 
to get by and you know survive to the best of their ability but mm -hmm. you know even my father you know um before he passed away he always told me that he always prayed that i would never have to work you know as hard as he did and mm -hmm. he was a construction worker like he was a hard laborer he used to work hard he always had calluses on his hands mm -hmm. and he's like you know I, I would love to see you work you know with a tie behind the desk and you know when i got out of prison 90 days later i got a job i had my own desk in the office and it was like god heard my father's prayers yes. you know and all the prayers that were prayed from me from family friends my mm -hmm. grandparents like you know god heard them you know and they're manifesting in my life today god that's awesome yeah it's god's blessings man it's god's blessings definitely i tell people you like i have more now than i ever had in my life mm -hmm. and, you know before i thought the only way i was ever going to have anything was you know either i was going to sell drugs and get it or i was going to hit some big lick one day and you know but now it's like you know you just you just you got to work you got to grind you yep. got to make sacrifices and, mm -hmm. and you just you know you hustle and hustle doesn't necessarily mean that you're on the street selling drugs you know no. and, i mean it's just the grind you know what i mean it's it's it's, it's the grind it's i'm selling hoodies i'm selling t-shirts i'm mm -hmm. you know i'm out there networking shit i'm trying to find a grant that i can you know mm -hmm. that i can uh you know qualify for or something right. but you know, more than anything, you know, I work hard. You know, I got two jobs. I work in Greek Town with Ceasefire. You know, I work uh, adult adult uh, resources at the DHDC. Like DHDC, that's my headquarters. That's, mm -hmm. that's home. That's where I've been able to build a life for myself, you know. And I love what they stand for, you know, because they take care of the children of Southwest. And that's why I, I contribute the things that I contribute, because I believe in what they do. Because the children, you know, you know, Lex had said, you know, Deb, I want to give you a shout out, you know, on our social media. And I told him, I said, no. And he said, why not? I said, because if those babies think that you did all that stuff for them, let them think that. Mm -hmm. We don't. I don't want no pet on the back, and we donated the lowriders. Actually, Ruben and Rollers Only. Uh, he's the president of Rollers Only. Uh, we had the uh, lowrider um, Christmas party there. Lex said it was over five thousand dollars worth of toys that were donated for the children of Southwest. Man, listen, and that was from the lowriders and their friends. That and the lowriders donated the DA. I mean, damn near filled the whole corner of the building. I was like, mm -hmm. wow. As an adult, I was amazed, like, wow. <laughs> I'm looking was, like, damn, something I like up in there, you know? But Yeah, it was Ruben and, was like, and Rollers the only. Writer, they started uh, you know, it. They, yeah. they donated this, and I was like, man, that's so wonderful. Yeah, it was It was a lot of other people, too. The, the Lowriders were pro and uh, dedication car club. They're, they had chap chapters from different states like Indiana and stuff come and donate uh, food, I mean, donate the toys. Uh, so it was, it was a collaboration in... Uh, it was it was awesome. I was blown away by it, you know, and uh, the lowriders stepped up and it was a lot of friends and family that stepped mm -hmm. up as well. And um, but the lowriders played a big part in it. And I know it was dedication. If I'm missing a car club, I'm sorry, uh, because I don't remember. But I know uh, rollers only it, Ruben and uh, dedication. They did a lot, a lot. I'll tell you what, it was an amazing Christmas for them kids. We mm -hmm. appreciate everything you do, they do. Thank you. Um, I love and I respect and I admire uh, the DHDC, mm -hmm. Angie Reyes, her whole family, my, yes. all the staff, because everybody there put in work. Everybody's there doing their part. Yep. And the thing about our agency is that we have the trust of the community. The mm -hmm. community trusts us. They need us. They rely on us. 
they love us you know mm-hmm. what i mean and and we love them we every day i wake up and pour a part of myself into my job into mm-hmm. my people into my community mm-hmm. in one form or another that's awesome and i love it our our you know the dhcc is built on integrity it's built on love it's mm-hmm. built on purpose you know what i mean and me just i i'm, I'm driven by redemption mm-hmm. you know wanting to you know every day right my wrongs you know um every day just choosing to be righteous and to do the right thing because you literally have to choose that every day because i tell people all the time the devil don't take no breaks Mm -hmm. he comes in many different forms he comes in a form of a of a sheep Mm -hmm. you know hidden you know a wolf in sheep clothing Mm -hmm. you know and uh so you have to choose to be righteous every Mm -hmm. day and uh and that's what the dhdc does and Mm -hmm. and just the response the participation you know uh that we get from the community you know just really stands out you know i don't i don't you know how i got involved with dhdc was jose salas god rest his soul god rest his uh he was the reason that i got involved and um he i miss jose immensely because he was he was a low rider back in the day too and yeah oh, that yeah. guy was a dj a low rider yeah a pimp, he was a low everything yeah. 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 daddy jose <laughs> yeah jose was a low rider man and- i'll tell you what <laughs> i think i'm pretty fly when i go to work i used to be fresh but if it was anybody giving me a run for my money it was, it was jose, jose. that yeah. boy used to come in with hats and jerseys and yeah. shirts and it's shoes. always smelled good he always he smelled sweet good as hell. yeah always had, had had cologne on and uh mm-hmm. he used to text me you know randomly and say you good and i would text him back what's what's good and he was like i hate when you say what's good i said you just said what what are you good <laughs> yeah i'm like man but i loved jose and um he's the one that actually found uh that usa today did a story on me he's the one that found it and okay. um so i i uh, no his presence is still very strong yeah. at the dhdc uh his son lj was just on my podcast not long ago he's got his daughter selena and mm-hmm. you know i mean his his presence is just there always yeah. his art is all over the agency mm-hmm. and uh you know that guy they always say your net your net worth is determ- determined by your network and that guy, he mm-hmm. had a hell of a network. Yeah, you know, he did. Everybody loved Jose. I, I thought I had an awesome network, but that guy <laughs> there, boy. It. And you couldn't tell him no. You couldn't tell mm-hmm. Jose no. You, whatever he asked you to do, you you just did it. You know, and uh, and even with everything he struggled with, you know, mm-hmm. the diabetes. The help, yeah. I mean, he was literally blind. He couldn't yeah. even see. That's why he had but to sell the But you couldn't even tell because no. he was manifesting so much beautiful, positive energy mm-hmm. every day. That's why he sold the lowrider because he he lost his his vision. Mm-hmm. But he used to talk about the lowrider. He lost his vision, but he ain't lose his no, vision. No. No, no, no. He lost his, you know, his his eyesight got bad. And uh, he told me, he told me, he said, man, I hate that I couldn't drive anymore, you know. And I said, well, you should have had your son drive. (laughs) He kept the (laughs) lowrider. I I don't know who got it, but uh, he, it was, I think it was a, 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 I think it was a Cutlass, I want to say. Maybe a Regal, but it was a G body. And uh, I'm sure Selena and them have pictures of it and uh, Mm -hmm. his daughter. Um, But he was a lowrider and, uh, he loved the culture, you know, he loved it. And, um, you know, when we first started filming, that was the first, at their show down there, that ga- graphs and something, that's where we first started filming was at Jose's show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what does the future look like for you, for the lowrider community here in Southwest Detroit? Like, 
what's the next move is it uh you know networking out of state is it improving evolving uh here in detroit or are we just uh networking with all michigan or like what are we doing well a lot of people won't travel it depends you know where they want to travel to how big the show is um you know but michigan what i think what ruben's trying to do i love what ruben does you know bringing people together the lowriders together um because we have such a, a long hibernation so to say you know the winter time the and um when we have to go to put the cars away mm-hmm. um we keep try to keep together as much as we can but um i think what ruben's goal is to i could be speaking wrong but uh i think he wants to continue on with friday night flex less next year and see if we can get more and more people together because a lot of people come out that are not low riders but they still come out you know and and they've got nice old schools and and i say you don't have to be a low rider to come into friday night flex you know and mm-hmm. uh it's it's got its it's got its own name you know it's got it's got a reputation now and i want him to continue to continue it on so that the community will get bigger you know and and hang out more in southwest so when you participate in these festivals events and all that stuff uh is there a fee you know if somebody says hey we want low riders at our event uh what's the fee sometimes uh the only time there's a fee is at a show like at at one sometimes it doesn't it just depends on who's putting on the show uh what the criteria criteria is most of the time they're not you don't pay but sometimes you do you know there's an entry fee maybe twenty five dollars twenty dollars you know um it, it just depends on the event it really does okay that's cool it's good to know you mm-hmm. know i'm like i said i'm thinking about a talent show maybe you know sometime next year i'm gonna have to save my money up but you know it's something that i would love to have and i would love to have you and the low riders present you know okay. just because you know you guys are you know have your own element and mm-hmm. it's part of the culture and everything i mean it's talent you know it's mm-hmm. talent it's skill it's culture it's all that good stuff and and the low riders are the your vehicle is, is your signature that's what it is each vehicle mm-hmm. represents the owner's taste likes you know whatever his favorite thing is uh like i saw a lowrider at the show yesterday i want to say it was from indiana a red impala nice uh-huh. and uh he had the mexican um eagle but you know for the center of the mexican flag yeah he had that on the on the roof of the car wow it, was, it just dope. it depends on the owner you know and what mm-hmm. their taste is and uh and i tell people all the time your car is your say every your every day is your signature mm-hmm. you know your every you, the one you drive every day that's your signature too your car is your signature it tells people who you are absolutely mm-hmm. so before we close out debbie let them know where they can find you where they can reach you who you are where you're <laughs> from you know what i mean debbie sanchez uh southwest detroit uh you can hit me up on social media debbie sanchez my car is uh, my my lowrider is my profile picture candy orange uh you can also uh check out the trailers that we have on youtube queen of the lowriders and um we're going to be doing some other stuff that uh, you'll be hearing about soon enough 
Man, listen, I'll see everybody next week at 9 p.m. Every Monday, we got my man Southwest Hob coming up with a cold performance. Debbie, thank you so much for coming, for sharing your story, for sharing your art, for sharing your culture, everything with us. It was a privilege to have you here, blessing the studio. Thank you. And I look forward to, uh, you know, networking with you in the future. Of course. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week, man. Much love, everybody. Be safe. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.